Welcome back uh, to episode seven. Delighted uh, to introduce my first ever guest, who is Sarah Lennon um, of StoryCoach.ie. Sarah is an absolute inspiring powerhouse of a woman who I had the pleasure of working with uh, in Salesforce uh, for many years. I would have said she was my work wife until um, she very much jumped on to her soul journey uh, last year, actually one month before the pandemic and lockdown happened, Sarah launched her new venture as Sarah Story Coach and storycoach.ie. So in this episode, I get to interview her and she gets to share her soul journey. And I will tell you, because I've listened to it, it is a fabulous interview. I think you'll really enjoy it. I think you'll all get a lot out of it. Um, she shares her experiences um, along the way. And even now, um, as she takes her new baby, this new business, to the fore and really, really leaning into her soul journey, um, the challenges she's overcome in that first year of business. So I really hope you enjoy it. And um, if you can share and like and even give a little review on Apple if you're listening on Apple. Um, and yeah, let me know what you think. Uh, first interview and enjoy it. So episode seven, and I'm so delighted to have Sarah Lennon, um, who is a dear friend of mine and uh, is going to talk us through her soul journey. So I'm going to hand you over to Sarah to introduce yourself. And you're so welcome, Sarah. I'm so delighted you're here as my first guest. Welcome on board. And yeah, so Sarah, over to you. Thanks, Norma. Delighted to be here today. Um, so my name is Sarah Lennon. I am a career coach, a wonder woman, a mother, a newly married lady, <laughs> and a, a bit of a brave nomadic soul. Yay. So uh, I run a career coaching practice, um, storycoach.ie is my website, and I also do a whole wide range of things, but um, I will get into that the more we go into today. So, Sarah, what do you understand to be a soul journey? I love this question. Um, for me, a soul journey is, you know, a journey to bring both the head and the heart along, the whole, the whole of you. And really, it's a journey that doesn't ever have an end point. You know, a soul journey is something that you're on throughout the course of your life um, and you know, there's no, you know, it's it's about the progress or the process rather than the actual the end goal of it. And it's, you know, figuring out what it means for you to really reach that, reach that state where everything makes sense and everything just falls into place. And you're, you know that you're where you're meant to be when you're meant to be there. And it's, you know, I'm a big believer in, the intuition and trusting your intuition as a guide as well so for me it's yeah all of that encompassed into it and it's very much um it's a a deep a deep um journey as well i would say in that it doesn't just encompass you as you are now but rather the, the experiences that have led you to this point whether they're positive negative or even you know it's, it's everything involved within that as well so it's very much all about learning 
um, and for me that's one of the guiding forces in my life is to to keep um, keep track of that and make sure that I keep that as a bit of my north star make sure at all times that I am learning because that's probably when I am in my my happiest state so it's so it's that learning is that that real like driving force for your soul journey and you said at the start that that kind of the head to the heart that that was really important and this journey is never over so you're always on it yeah yeah absolutely like for me I am someone who uh, picks up things really fast you know and and so by that I also mean that I probably get bored of things quite quickly as well and I think I can um at times lose sight of the now because I'm constantly like okay what's the next thing now what's the next thing and I think that's where my heart really stops me to go okay now's now is now there is no moment like this one you know and that's where you know for me there's a big um there's a big lesson in that your head is kind of the logic and your heart is telling you what it is that you might really want and it might not necessarily be the most comfortable thing as well but it's about what really matters to you and I think learning to trust that is another journey yeah yeah it really is isn't it you know learning to yeah for me that's probably something that I've only become more comfortable with in the past couple of years um or yeah maybe yeah past few years I'd say like it's because of so many things so many events so much learning coming Mm. back to it but also becoming the most comfortable um in my own skin that I've ever been you know which brings to that perfect question your brilliant prelude it's like I've, I've taught, taught Sarah how to do this she's my first guest is like paving the way for the rest of the guests are you listening <laughs> um so yeah it really is about your yeah so get into probably more the specifics of your soul journey and what has led you to like that philosophy that you've had that you've described what has been your soul journey hmm. so I listened to your episode of your soul journey uh, recently to get me prepped for for this one and it really you know I it was one of those things that I suppose in a way I almost get to see you in a new light from listening to it but for me my soul journey um, or the journey of me really began when I was younger similar to you I had like quite an idyllic childhood like still had the kind of traditional relationship dynamics and you know growing up type of stuff that you have to go through but there was always a sense within me that I didn't belong in many places you know I was never um I was always so curious about people but not just the face value I don't like uh, like right now I would say I don't necessarily have time for the surface stuff because that's that's who that's not who I am like but when you're younger to be like that is a real struggle because um people think that it's too deep or that you're too serious or that you think too much or you know and that was that's always been the way I've been I've been um curious about people about their stories about what drives them about the whys behind certain things and that was from when I was a child going through to secondary school to university as well um I studied communications in DCU and did radio and pretty much all of the documentary and programs that I did were around people's stories you know like for my thesis I did it on Dublin bus driver's stories you know because I see the power in that and I see the power now 
in placing emphasis on that and also your story is the only thing that you have that is unique to you you know so but for me with my soul journey it took me a while a while like 28 odd years to really realize that that is an actual skill or that is something to be proud of you know something that I tried to shun and you know I like try to be certain people for certain things and I always knew like I said at the start like my my intuition is really strong and trusting my gut and for me has become what would I say trusting my gut has become fundamental for me in guiding decisions like and I have craziest dreams as well that also lead me to to certain things but what really I suppose was a, a pivotal moment of change was when I decided I was living in and um, I moved so myself and my now husband then boyfriend husband <laughs> recently married um we moved to Australia as soon as I finished university and um, because travel travel is something that's at my core and new experiences meeting new culture it's just new as a whole is something that has always been um part of me probably because my parents took us traveling they didn't take us for the first kind of 10 years because they said it would be <laughs> wasted on us but then <laughs> from then we went to mad places like australia and america and like um, finland and we went all to like not not just your kind of two weeks in the sun type stuff they really tried to um or really pushed the boat out with travel so that that has always been part of who I am so when I graduated we moved to Australia and lived there and that was kind of the start of me well I suppose I was out on my own then you know I was it was the first time that I lived away from home because I went to college in Dublin and um, the first time I properly lived away from home was living with a, a boy <laughs> and uh, a, a man I should say sorry back <laughs> and um, and um yeah got to try a whole range of different things and really I suppose like believe that things could uh, that jobs and just things that you could do could be experiments they didn't need to define your life and and that was you know in itself like a, a learning for me because as part of my soul journey because you know I'd I've grown up with parents who worked in public service and it's been you know it's they have they have stable or they have stable jobs and they're retired now and that was kind of what I saw growing up not necessarily a massive like a difference in career paths and things like that and I knew from when I was in university that just wasn't going to work for me the way I'm programmed and um, but I didn't know how I could make something else work and so like I moved around different jobs in Australia then we went traveling then we moved to Toronto and it was in Toronto I had a really um I'd say well awful experience to be honest in a workplace and I just like what I would say is I, I like hit a bit of a like crisis point in my early 20s where I just didn't know what I wanted I had worked um in a range of different jobs but nothing had ever stuck and nothing had ever I'd never woken up any morning and been like yeah going into going into work today and it's going to be amazing like so I knew that that probably wasn't normal and um, and then I came across this book um which was called life after college by Jenny Blake and it basically helps to 
helped me to put some form on who I was. You know, like talking through things that you don't really think about at that age, like your values, your beliefs, what are your non-negotiables, what are your needs, what do you want to use every day in terms of your skill set or what can you bring to things. Like you don't necessarily at that point spend any time thinking about it. And when you know that stuff, it's like mm-hmm. arsenal that no one else can take away from you, you know? So it's power. Um, and so from there, after reading that book and through the exercises, like I got a really cushy job actually that I could do remotely after we moved back to Ireland. Did that for a while and then I worked moved into the world of social media where I worked for a few years and but even then, you know, I was doing this work um and I worked with amazing people, like worked in great places to work, you know, all the and I had great teams and like and one amazing manager in particular who just she was incredible. And I remember this was when I worked in it in the media world and I remember talking to her and I was like you know there's just still something missing and she was like okay well let's help figure let's help us figure out what that could be for you and then um, I just I suppose I knew in my gut that it was just not the right fit for me as amazing as she was and the team was it just wasn't going to work so then I it all brought me back to that book and the fact that when I was reading that book I was like I could do this you know like coaching like I I can help people with this because I know how fundamental it is to know this stuff and how that can propel you forward, you know, in terms of your career. So when I moved um, into a, a role, a, a different role, I decided to, in 2013, start start a coaching course with the Irish Life Plus Institute and um, some things you know. And then um, that course genuinely changed the I suppose changed I, I say changed my world and people are like oh it's so <laughs> cliche but genuinely it did like it mm-hmm. it in so many ways but it, it was also the first place where ever where I'd felt like I belonged and I didn't have to try to be there and everything came so naturally to me like I remember going through it and you know some of the feedback that I got and I, I was what 25 at the time starting the course then 26 so young now in hindsight but I just they like it just came so naturally and everyone said it to me so it really helped build my confidence in it as well like it was felt like a natural fit and it was during that course then that I got pregnant with my first daughter and Sienna and she that I suppose like I wouldn't know any different but what I've what I've always said is that that changed the way I parent her approached life when it came to her with like myself and Dex and Sienna as well because you know all the learnings that I got through the course I obviously brought home couldn't <laughs> stop talking about it but um, it was all part of you know I think like experiences that we go through you can either look at them as you know I went through I'd worked I've worked in some amazing places I've worked in some awful places but in each of them I've learned something about myself and also I suppose how how um, resilient that I am to to get through it and also the fact that I always and one thing that like Deck always <laughs> would say about me is that I'll always um, come out strong no matter what he's just he's, he's like you just have this I will not I won't stop until I figure out a way and I think 
when I completed that course in coaching and I moved then to um, a role in the tech world, which I just loved, it was like it was made for me. Um, it was kind of a, a different point in my life as well, because then, you know, I, I, I knew that I wanted to coach, but I also knew that we wanted to buy a house, you know, the kind of family stuff, like the, the admin or household type of stuff as well. And then I knew that that wouldn't work only if I found somewhere that I really thrive. So I did find that role, luckily enough, worked at a great team in a great organisation. Um, we got to buy our house and then we then I got pregnant with my second daughter, um, Fang. And then it was during, I suppose, the pregnancy with her, you know, I was saying to my husband that, um, you know, something is happening again where I'm just not happy. Or, you know, there's more, I need to figure it out. We bought the house at this stage, so I knew that was kind of that way that was off my mind. And he said to me, oh yeah, this is, you know, this tend to tends to happen at this time point with you. So like, what's next? And, and so we decided, what's next was I, we, I wanted to, or I suppose I planted the seed with the two of us uh, to travel, um, knowing that I would have maternity leave coming up. So we decided when, and that we'd go traveling with Florence for six months. So we took Sienna and Florence um, traveling to four countries for nine weeks. Um, when we could travel, remember those times? Pre-COVID times. Stop. And um, that was back in February, 2019. Um, and we came back um, just at the beginning of May, I think it was, would have been around. Um, and it was during that trip that I, knew I think I woke up one day we were in this, in this place in New Zealand called Kaikoura and the South love Island. it yeah <laughs> love that too. and I said to Zach you know I think the time's now and he like for me you know you talk about soul journey and about my soul journey like we have been together for more than half my life and he was a pivotal or a huge sorry a, a crucial part of my life and the one thing I'd say about him is for me you know, making those decisions made it so much easier because he was always there to have my back. Like he believes in me. I said this during our wedding vows. Like sometimes he believes in me more than I believe in myself. Like and so to have someone like that is rare. Um, and he would, you know, like even on the days when I would question whether I was gonna if I was gonna do this, and I said no. Like this is you've said this now for years. You're you're we're we're committing to this, and I'm like okay okay. So anyway, went back to, decided then I was going to, coaching was going to feature in some way, shape or form more prominently than it had done. I didn't know how that was going to be possible because I had the two kids, going to go back to work, time, you know, where was that going to factor in? But um, I made it a priority. So before I went back to work, I started, like registered my business name, I set up a website, told everyone I was going to be a coach. I was going to be coaching alongside and then I also completed a advanced certificate in career coaching because that was where my real grow was my love my passion is helping people figure out what it is that they want to do so they spend time which is your most precious currency you know you, you, you work what 90,000 hours in your life none of those should be wasted and yes every day isn't going to be idyllic but every day you should feel 
respected. You should feel like you are valued, that you're recognized, you know, and that's not too much to ask, I don't believe. Um, and that's something that drives me even now. So I yeah, set up the coaching practice and then returned to work and tried to do both um, for a period of time. And then got to, I returned to work in July and it got to Christmas time and I was sick and was really run down. And I remember I just got to a point I think it was quite an impromptu decision if I'm being honest but I got to a point where I was like no I'm not doing this I can't do this anymore like had a conversation with Deck and he was like yeah go for it and uh, so I gave my notice to to leave and then in February 2020 mid-February 2020 less than a month before the pandemic hit Ireland I um I left my job in tech and then went out on my own full-time and I will say that I left my job um, with like a, a book of clients or whatever you would say, like I had a number of clients, but honestly, it was kind of naive in what I did, like in some ways, you know, I what didn't have, like I didn't grow up in an entrepreneurial family, didn't necessarily have that skill set, um, but I do believe that it was the right decision for me because... I've learned so much along the way and I feel like that that was the journey that I was meant to go on. You know, every every time that I question, um, every time I question about what I'm doing, I take it, I'm big into reflecting and I, I just listen to my gut and what's there and knowing whether it was um, the right decision and for me, it was. So, so Sarah, yeah, one thing you really touched on and you probably didn't get to go into much depth was this something happened to you in Toronto, which felt like a pivotal moment in time that really led you to changing everything you did thereafter. Um, and I was just, again, I suppose, coach curiosity. What was that thing that happened? Um, and could you tell us about it? Yeah, um so it's actually 10 years ago now that I lived this year that we lived in Toronto and it was actually it was two things and two jobs that I had in Toronto so the first one both were in toxic workplaces so the first one I um it was a place where I'd never felt fully comfortable working there I went into work every day kind of it was in working in someone's basement which sounds really uh, suspicious as well or really kind of uncomfortable and it was really uncomfortable for me it just didn't feel right and I just kept doing it because it was a job it was money it was like you know a good enough job in a um, growing uh, agency I would say and uh, but there was a kind of the practices that were happening in the workplace in terms of um, things that were going on actively what that were going on around me in the background conversations that were being had and um, I was one of only two females in a heavily male dominated workplace um, and just uh, the atmosphere as a whole was really uncomfortable and then one day they I had a conversation with my boss and he was like talking about budget cutbacks and they were letting me go and this was I think six months maybe six months into the role and I'd never been ever been let go from a job before and here I was being let go from a job 
that I hated, that was so uncomfortable that I didn't have the guts to leave myself. Um, and I couldn't figure out why that was. Like, what was that fear that was really holding me back from leaving when I was so unhappy going in? And I would come home crying to my housemates and to my boyfriend. I would, you know, talk about it nonstop. It consumed my life. And then the second, so I got a, a job really quickly after that, like, because I was like, I need to find another job. It wasn't even, I didn't even allow myself time to process where I had had just worked and kind of what I had experienced while working there as well and directly experienced myself as well and I didn't deal with it right um, and then the second place where I got a job oh it was awful and a different type of like it equally a toxic workplace so obviously it was in that kind of attraction point or whatever I, had, I hadn't done much homework I just wanted to find something equally was in it, it was toxic but in a different way and this way was very much like uh in it was about i suppose maltreatment like you know and disrespect and also the expectation of the expect like expectations were not um clearly set out and like there was different incidents that happened like one incident where myself and a colleague got locked in the office one night because we weren't hadn't done enough work on a on a project that we were working on things like that where it's just legal probably as well and not right but we were we were really young we were young graduates that type of thing where you feel is this okay is this just the expectation um and I suppose that was when I really after I left that job one day on a Friday um oh god the story like got it we used to get paid by check and I went to one of those check places that cashes checks and takes a percentage because I was so afraid of um I was so afraid, I think, full stop. I knew I didn't want to go back there, but I knew I wanted to get the money, the money out of the check. It was so fear-driven, like. And then I sent an email saying, I'm not, I won't come back, won't be coming back on Monday. Um, like, this is not, and I listed out a list of things. I actually still have that email on my Gmail. I listed out a range of things that were inappropriate, that were not acceptable. And the, um co-owner of the business said yeah understandable like take care you know that mm. that was it like so that was and that's really driven me though to be like I would work now with a lot of people that work in toxic workplaces or suspicious that they are working in a toxic workplace and that for me is a massive driver because I know what it feels like to question everything to wonder about what it is that you're doing um, and to and try and see the wood from the trees when you're in the midst of it. Like, so that's really interesting, Sarah, you know, around, you know, that now that you're working with people in this, as you say, that have are in or trying to get out of these toxic environments, there's nothing like having that empathy. You know, you have been there. And I think as as coaches and I know they always say, you know, it's to have the experience can, you know, get in your way. But I think, you know, I think you and I will totally agree in the type of people we are having experienced some kind of discomfort or pain can help you as well to really, really. And I think clients can feel that, you know, when you, they feel that empathy versus sympathy. Um, so that's really, really important. So thanks so much for sharing that part of your story, because I, I do think that will really help um, um, your listeners and, and my listeners, you know, to really know that that think of 
how it shaped you after that. And I think when you're in that moment, everyone thinks there is no life beyond it. And there absolutely is. It can really pave the way. So I suppose back to, I suppose, more recent times. So this time last year, you were one month in and your business had just started. Um, and I suppose I'll speak from me as somebody witnessing from the sidelines. So um, obviously, as I said at the outset, um, Sarah and I were work wives and um, and if anything, the admiration I've always had for Sarah was very much at play, you know, when she stepped away um, to, to follow her real soul journey. Um, and also, you know, as as we got closer and closer to a lockdown scenario, I was so concerned for you. Um, but obviously, you know, as your friend, you don't want to overly put stuff on you either. But you had so many more obstacles to overcome than somebody who, let's say, set up their business six months before or a year before you were four weeks in and the pandemic had hit and COVID fear, children at home, etc. Tell me about that time and what you did to overcome and are overcoming uh those some of those obstacles that are still there yeah um it's, it's one of those things like i remember someone in my family talking about the coronavirus back prior to uh to christmas or no maybe it was in early january last year and we were all we were all like shut up come here you can't and so never factored just didn't think about it but when I suppose like when everything changed and over that course of that weekend in March you know when we really realised the extent of it I think at the start um, well definitely initially I was in shock probably for a little while because you know the kids were at home and we my partner was at home as well and I had this like new baby essentially in my business and that hadn't fully you know I, I was working on a mix of coaching and doing some consulting as well and I just it was, it was just shock of how I was going to do it or if it was going to even be possible and and I think one of the biggest things that really helped me was um at the start was being able to to talk about it and also then being able to um it sounds funny like but in a way like you know forgive myself for that it wasn't none of this was my fault you know like so because I think that was the thing I was like why didn't I just stay in the job for that was initially like it'd be so much easier but it wasn't it still would have been incredibly difficult to do what I did and then the thing was I could actually if anything because I had someone else at home I could flex my schedule a lot more um, and I I don't know it kind of in terms of obstacles like definitely at the start the whole childcare thing was a big one also the like fears you know that come up around it and kind of limiting beliefs if you can't even get through this if you can't make it through and then other people's limiting beliefs being imposed on you you know like god like like and they're doing it purely out of concern i can appreciate that but at the same time it's probably not what you you know kind of it's not what you maybe need to hear you know and it's um 
like I appreciate that you, you didn't necessarily share your concern with me. I do genuinely appreciate it. But I think I always had, like, this has always been a bit of a long game for me, right? So it's not like a kind of, I'm going to do this for one year, two years, and then sure, you know, I'll jump back in. Um, that's not what I want to do. Like, So I, I suppose once I had gotten over the shock and um, I touched space with my local enterprise office who just I couldn't speak highly more highly of them because they're incredible in terms of what the support that they offer so we did a number of different courses and got mentored and all along I was still doing coaching and I was doing some consulting the consulting did freeze until COVID was finished we're still waiting for that <laughs> to happen and um, but we can laugh. We can yeah. still laugh. You have to laugh. You have to laugh. I think definitely your sense of humor, Sarah. Yeah. I think your your approach to life in general, you know, has your you have a laid back nature in some ways that has really, really, really helped you. Yeah, I think yeah. it's perspective as well, right? So like I'm, I'm a big fan of Edith Eager, the choice and the gifts. And I'm just like, you know, you can either choose to see yourself as a victim or you can just choose to you know you're the only one who's in control of your choices like and it sounds really easy to say that out loud but it's genuinely true like so there were days and um, when you know I just was like what you know questioning everything and and trying to deal with um everything on top of covid and then every everything at home but uh but it's how you how you perceive it or how you change it and rework your perspective to make it into you know this is Okay, this is something that could work and might not work and you know trying to position things in that way and I also had massive massive support like you know no woman is in Ireland so I had massive support from my family directly and who were so good throughout it massive support from my friends like from you Norma my best friend Karen and Neve Leah like everyone just kind of came in and around me you know and I, I think the thing is as well like two of my friends were in similar positions ish like you know and that they'd gone out on their own fairly recently um and you know so we could kind of they like one of them at the time lived across the world and the other one lived around the corner from me so it worked out but like we could just share what we were going through and that shared feeling that community feeling that spirit of you know and also you know being there to lift lift each other up mm. is massive like one of the quotes I always go back to is we rise by lifting others and that's why I do what I do you know I want to lift others into um the right career space but it was yeah I think it's a mix of support of perspective shifting and then you know also the like the reflection and forgiveness piece is huge like mm. understand what's in your control and what's not and when I hear from all of that and you haven't said the word, but I hear faith, mm. like faith, deep faith in yourself, you know. Um, but I love the forgiveness piece because I think, you know, as Western women, we hold ourselves to such a high standard that if you can forgive yourself in the moment or each day, you know, it allows for so much more space to actually achieve something as mm. opposed to so much of our time is spent like beating ourselves up. That, that within that forgiveness you're like okay there's something I can move on now and actually do whatever I can do within this day even if it is only three minutes or whatever yeah. 
So one thing I know I ask a lot of my clients is um, and something I'm really eager to hear from you because I know you'll be well able to articulate it is what are you really proud about your journey and yourself and your soul journey in particular, I suppose, even in the last year, you know, and everything you've achieved? What are you really proud of? It's a good, a good question. I think I, I would also use it a good bit as well. I think for me that the fact that I'm doing what I'm doing um, is probably the proudest thing or the biggest thing um, outside of my kids that I am proud of, you know, so I took the chance, I took the leap and it's going really well, you know, and I, I feel that is like a, a testament to many things, but all, but I'm most proud of me, you know, that I believed in myself, you know, I took, I, I say this like I took a a gamble and I bet on myself and I'm here and it's working <laughs> it's a miracle but yeah that's probably the biggest thing like you know and then the well, I would be obviously proud like I'm proud that I, I did this one of the reasons why I did this as well as you know being empowering other people in terms of their careers you know or transforming their lives using story that's uh, the other side of it is that I also did it so I could flex I could own my time with my kids like, and that that's something that's I've talked about since Sienna was born and she's now six and a half like so that I have the ability to do that and um, yeah those two things definitely and it really for, for me watching again from the sidelines you know I can see you know where the difference of you really really owning this soul journey now versus mm -hmm. talking about it and you absolutely should be damn proud of yourself for taking the leap uh, inspiring others but also the lives you've changed and since all the coaching you've done in you know the last year few years you know you've changed people's lives beyond you know their wildest imagination so I think yeah so inspiring Sarah um and really 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 mean that so you know one thing I'm really passionate about is and it's not that I am the best at it but it's it's always top of mind for me is self-care and self-love so you're on this journey and there's obviously highs lows and you know all between and you're you're again even in the last year everything you you have to overcome um to achieve and thrive how do you care for yourself well I am a massive believer after the lesson from my own mother in that you need to fill your cup first before you can fill it for others and something that she um, shared with us, I have two brothers as well, shared with us from when we were younger, you know, and I, I think that's a really positive lesson to share with any of your kids or anyone you realise that you can't. It's like the whole oxygen mask thing. So I'm very, self-care for me is, is a, an absolute necessity. Like, so one thing I'm religious about is going for a walk every day by myself. I make that by myself. And um, so whether it's 20 minutes, whether it's 45 minutes, whatever it is, I get the time to either listen to music or listen to podcasts and just time for my head. Um, and then other things that I would do, like I'm very, um, I'm very kind of conscious, conscious of making sure that I do have downtime. So like as in, you know, whether it's reading fiction books, uh, whether it's it's where I'm not switched on essentially because I'm switched on a lot and you know I tap that down time to really just let your brain mull and um, if you read Elizabeth Gilbert's book you'll see where the power in that but it's really important so 
that would be another thing. And then I think it sounds mad, but I have this meditative practice of making coffee where I, every morning, the girls know at home, my daughters, I grind the beans. I'm like, it's mommy's time for coffee. And they just leave me alone for a little while. I grind the beans. I um, boil the kettle. I fill the cafe chair. I just look out, look out the window. And it's genuinely, it sounds a bit funny, but I smell that coffee, <laughs> smell the coffee. And it's all part of a process. And that for me is absolutely a form of self-care because I do it every day religiously and it's um it's my time for me to get set up um for the day with them and that sounds like uh like nearly a cacao ceremony and 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 i think a lot of cacao practitioners actually talk about like you can do it with coffee and it's that's really it's really mindful practice there you know it sounds actually i don't even drink coffee it makes me want to have a cup of coffee (laughs) so i love it um sarah last question um i think all our listeners um will be really excited to hear this one so what's next for sarah on the soul journey and sarah story coach and Mm storycoach.ie so i just recently launched my new website recently is in this um recently in in uh, april and uh it's storycoach.ie so what's next for me is um to continue on coaching and doing that one-to-one coaching i'm also going to be running a group coaching program um, in August, kicking off in August this year. And then I've got a, a couple of consulting projects in the pipeline as well. I'm looking forward to doing a bit more of that too. But definitely, you know, I, I've coached, I think I'm up up at around 100 one-to-one clients um, right now. And the lessons that I've gotten from that, but also, you know, the other side of it is the, the um, change that you get to and the empowerment that you get to witness in that is is massive for me so I hope to keep continuing doing that because um yeah it's been a genuinely I feel so lucky to be able to do it and super bonus question that I didn't prepare you (laughs) or send you in advance if you were to advise or I suppose in a coaching mindset even somebody who you know feels they haven't really started their soul journey or they really you know they're still kind of seeking their purpose or you know they're not there yet what would what advice or what would you tell them to inspire them to keep going um talk to a coach (laughs) but but also outside of that like it's reflection is massive so people kind of underestimate the impact that it can have there are so many books out there so many like free resources as well that you can utilize but really taking space and time to step out of the norm to reflect on um you know who you are and what it is that you want you know and the why behind things i think is it can change your perspective it can also change the trajectory of where you're going with your life and i think that you know we move quite fast well not we move quite we absolutely move fast in our in our world right now and taking that space is a is almost like a gift for yourself but a necessary one and um, for anyone who's in that kind of unclear musky place where nothing seems to be um, apparent to them that would be the one the one thing i would say sarah thank you so much my first guest and you've absolutely blown it out of the park i i can't wait to listen back actually um 
because there was so much of that story and as much as we know each other you know that I didn't know and it's amazing actually it's a lesson in friendship where we think we know about each other and there's always so much more but like you and I have always had such an amazing connection and um you are the reason I became a coach um 100 and well definitely you were a strong part of the reason I did and I always think um people are meant to meet and I know Sarah is going to be a dear friend for a long long time yet uh, no escaping from me Sarah <laughs> so thank you so much um and yeah I'm really excited to see what comes next um because you continue to uh, inspire me and so many others so thanks a million Thank you for having me, Norma. And you were born to be a coach, so oh. that's not <laughs> that is not a that's that's the genuine truth. But thank you for listening and yeah, looking forward to listening back myself. Thanks so much to Sarah uh, for taking the time to be interviewed and to you all who have listened. And I know there's probably a few that don't know me because you might be friends and followers of Sarah herself. So give me a follow on Norma O'Kelly on Instagram or check me out on Norma O'Kelly on LinkedIn. And yeah, I'd be delighted to, to have you listen to some of the rest of the episodes and we have plenty more interviews coming. Uh, so stay tuned. I don't post every week, but uh, at least every two or three weeks, there'll be some new episodes up uh, and some meditations there as well, if you'd like to enjoy them. So thanks again to all my really loyal friends and followers. I really appreciate all your support. So stay tuned for Soul Journeys with Norma. Thank you so much.